Hello and welcome to Elevate to Success, discussions on project management and leadership ideas, tips and techniques of being a project manager, agile practitioner, or a leader in your organization. So let's go. So today I have Alan Ward with us, and tonight we're going to talk about DevOps. And I think Alan has this broken down into three parts. Part one will be what is DevOps and mapping our value stream. The second part is going to be like gaining alignment and continuous exploration and building quality in this continuous integration. And then part three, reducing time to market with continuous deployment and delivering business value with release on demand. So we're going to talk about DevOps from the scaled agile framework perspective, SAFE. It, it's an integral, critical component of a SAFE transformation. Everybody is doing DevOps. It's just a matter of how well they're doing it. And so it, uh, a successful safe transformation absolutely includes a DevOps transformation if you're not already doing it. And so in result, the goal of DevOps is to optimize the value stream. That's the chain of events from order to cash or idea to learning. And so uh, um, we talked about the course map already it uh, you um, went over the three parts so the, the first thing before we even get going is is let's recognize the problem to be solved and that's every large company is really a software company at this point it, you know I, I worked at many different companies in different industries like I I worked at an automotive company it's a software company that builds cars I worked at an insurance company it's an insurance company it's, it's a software company that, that sells insurance and uh, uh, now I'm, I'm working at a logistics company is really a software company that, that delivers freight. And so, so we look at it from the standpoint of, of what's a successful software company. Well, you look at the, the biggest high tech companies, you know, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and they have absolutely, truly mastered the, uh, the process of developing high quality customer centric software quickly with very low defects. And so companies have to learn to do that or they're gonna get left in the dust by, by other companies. And so it, it's DevOps is about mastering that process. Every enterprise must be able to quickly validate the wants and needs of the customers, customer centric. And every enterprise must be able to release features when the customers need them most. That's why we're, we're going to talk about quite a bit about the uh, continuous delivery pipeline so that we can continuously explore, continuously integrate, continuously deploy and release on demand. It, uh, uh, the, all the very best companies are doing that. What does DevOps do and what are its benefits? It, uh, Amazon Web Services defines DevOps as a combination of cultural philosophies, practices and tools that increase an organization's ability to deliver applications and services at high velocity. That's it. And so how often does Amazon release? Well, they release every two seconds, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And so how fast and frequent is your company release? Is it weekly, monthly, quarterly? If you're not releasing at least daily, then you're not considered a high performing company from a DevOps perspective. It, uh, and so um, according to the, uh, the DevOps handbook in 2019, companies that are high performing DevOps companies, their 
for the, for the ones that are public, their stock is growing twice as fast as companies that are low performing. And they define high performing DevOps as uh, uh, companies that can release at least daily and can fix production defects in 15 minutes or less. And so if it takes you all day to, to identify and fix a defect, that's a problem. If it if you're releasing weekly, monthly, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you're not a high performing company. And and the high performing companies who are going to be able to go through the plan, do, check, adjust cycle quicker, hit the hit the bullseye for the customer quicker. So, Alan, quick question on DevOps. So, my my, con I don't know if it's a misconception on my end, but you have your regular Scrum teams that handles development work, right? Software development. Then you have a group that handles the infrastructure or the product support group. Now, is that considered the DevOps group? Or is that considered DevOps in general? Describe a second group as uh, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It, uh, um, yeah, it, I'm gonna, later on in the course, I'm gonna talk about something called Calmer, C-A-L-M-R. And that the C stands for a culture of shared responsibility. We wanna get to the point where the team is responsible to release and support their code. So that way we're literally eliminating the, the handoff and the delay. And so DevOps is about speed and quality and uh, um, throwing work over the fence is a no-no with DevOps. It, uh, um, I worked at a company, I first got there and they had a dev, a dev team and then they handed their code over to a QA team. I, I looked at them and it's just like this Facebook commercial. I said, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it all wrong. It, uh, uh, and so uh, uh, <laughs> a separate infrastructure group is, is not ideal. Safe uh, recommends something called a systems team. And that's going to be a, a shared service team that supports stability of the environments and um, promotes and supports the automation tool set. But, uh, but the teams are still responsible for the code. Because one of the fundamentals in SAFE, the team and technical competency is is all about built-in quality. So we're going to build quality in at the story level, at the team level, and then we're going to um, expand that out to the feature and the release and the epic, etc. But but quality has to go in from the very beginning, and so that in, in, involves uh, you know automation and and a proper definition of done. And, uh, and then even shift left even more, we want to have our stories ready. So we have a DOR definition already so that we're not gonna start stories that aren't, that don't have, uh, you know, mock-ups and access to test data and things like that. So it's all about speed. Right, so, you, so, so in the development, you have the definition of done. I mean, that's part of the team. And then you have your DOR, which is part of, is, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, the, the release of the product. No, a uh, no. little confusing. I'll be first to admit it. it uh, uh, DOR uh, stands for definition of ready. And that's what needs to be in place uh, for that team to work on that story. Is it ready? And so is the requirement in the format of a story, I as a want something so that, does it have acceptance criteria? Um, um, does it have uh, risks identified? Does it have dependencies identified? Um, are there any other uh, dependencies that the team is waiting on? That sort of thing. And so, and then lastly, is the story scored? A team should never, never 
start on a story that doesn't have acceptance criteria, it's not scored, then they, they don't know how, how much capacity they have to get it done. And so these are all fundamental to Agile and, and Scrum. Right. Typically, uh, in companies that I worked at, we, um, we come up with a standardized minimum DOR and DOD, and then teams can uh, add to that depending on the kind of work they're doing. Like if they're doing web development or, or data science, they might want to have additional items in the DOR or DOD. But uh, uh, the DOR would typically you know, be the story format, um, you know, risks and dependencies identified and acceptance criteria and scored. And then the DOD might include, um, you know, unit testing, code review, you know, no defects uh, uh, clearly and, uh, you know, accepted by the product owner. Right. Okay. Now I understand. So going backwards here, it uh, if, if everybody isn't in alignment, things are going to be slowed down. And so development, their focus is speed. Operations, their focus is stability. And so they're literally working at odds. And so when all the departments work together, when architecture, compliance, development, security, and the business are all working together synergistically, uh, that, that's where we have DevOps. And so so uh, let's talk about the history of DevOps. When do you think DevOps was invented? Take a guess. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I think DevOps was invented way back in the, the 60s, right? <laughs> um, yeah. um, I'm way tell me I'm way off. You're cracking me up, Lloyd. It uh, um, the first uh, discussion at the at the uh, at the mass level of DevOps was in 2009 in San Jose at a um, at the O'Reilly Velocity Conference, and it wasn't even called DevOps then. They just talked about uh, getting work done quicker, and then a few months later, they had a conference in in Belgium in 2009. They actually called it DevOps Days, and that was the first documented declaration of the concept of DevOps. And then it sort of exploded from there. Early 2012 to 2016, vendors took off with all their different, uh, you know, enterprise applications, you know, GitHub, Jenkins, and, mm -hmm. and to speed up work. And so now it's tracked. It's a whole entire industry. And uh, um, I think the last time I, I checked, 70% of companies were we're uh, focusing on DevOps and, and the other 30 were, you know, considering it. So right. it's, uh, it's absolutely but, vital. But it is, is, let, me, let me think about this. It, was, this concept was originally done back in the early days of, you know, mainframes. Yes, that was using the, the waterfall perspective of, uh, of having, you know, a, a ginormous requirement document and then, you know, you hand off to to, to, um, for the design folks, and then the development folks, and then the testing folks, and then the acceptance folks, and you're handing off to different people. You're having, uh, you know, gated checks, and uh, uh, and so that's literally the opposite, and and that's literally the opposite of DevOps. In in that uh, DevOps is all about leaning out the entire process so that the work is very small and quick. Okay, so we're talking about DevOps in terms of a lean, agile perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, um, as a matter of fact, I've heard it say, and it's not it's not incorrect at all, that uh, that Scrum or Agile is a lean instance of project methodology. Makes sense. You know, it's all about eliminating delay, and that DevOps is a, is an extension 
is the logical extension of Agile and Scrum. Correct. I, I agree. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good way to describe it. So you know, think about it in that way. Okay. Let's talk about DevOps is, is really about optimizing the continuous delivery pipeline. And so, you know, with SAFE, we, we focus heavily on being able to enable continuous exploration, continuous integration, continuous deployment. And that means do it as fast as you can uh, and hand off as fast as you can. And then to release at the description of business, you know, uh, typically the, the product manager. And so we're going to have to share this in our mind now with, uh, with uh, SAFE, we look at DevOps from a perspective of a health radar, a DevOps health radar. And so we have a, a circle, consider it like a piece of pie, and it's going to have four quadrants. The, uh, the, the 12 o'clock to three o'clock quadrant is going to be um, continuous exploration. And then the three o'clock to uh, six o'clock quadrant is going to be continuous integration. And then nine uh, from six to nine is going to be continuous deployment. And then nine to 12 is going to be release on demand. And then inside of each of those quadrants, there's going to be four, you can call them sub quadrants. It, uh, and so uh, I'll be talking about each of these sub quadrants uh, in our discussion, but, but it's all about how quickly can we circle that clock from, from you know, 12 o'clock all the way back to 12 o'clock. How quickly can we do that? And so Amazon can do it in 24 hours, probably the average company three months. And so that's that's one of the reasons why Amazon is so successful. Wow, you're saying an average company would do it in three months? Um, I don't have data on that, but I would say that's not atypical. That's not atypical at all. Huh? It, wow. But, uh, you know, think about it like uh, you know a company you work at. It uh, uh, so so a business person sitting in his office says, you know, I got this idea to try uh, changing around the application to do that. What do you think? And so they're going to run it around through the business and then they're going to come up with a, uh, a business, that business idea. And then they're going to, you know, run it through some approval process and then get it uh, approved. And then uh, um, eventually they're going to, uh, you know, probably throw it over the fence to the, uh, the IT group and they're going to look at it and they're going to say, okay, so we'll, we'll put it in line because it has a bunch of other priorities. And, uh, and then uh, um, we'll come up with the architectural diagram and then we'll, we'll uh, put it in line for the teams to build and then they're going to build it. And, you know, they might be agile and build it in pieces or they might not, or they have to build it, you know, one big chunk to deliver. But uh, uh, from the time that idea is made to the time that it's released in production and they have measurements to learn if it was successful, it, it can be months, you know, maybe mm. a month, but uh, three months is not atypical. No, I, I, yeah. Now that you pointed that out and you kind of spelled, you know, kind of walked through that, that chain. Uh, yeah, I can see that being a lot longer, you know, uh, yep. three months. It could be even go further out than that. Really important concept is that, uh, you know, it's been said that, you know, most companies do not need faster developers. They need to identify the delays and minimize and eliminate those delays. It's all about the theory of constraints. Are we missing, if we're looking at speed, we're also sacrificing quality? No, we no, not at all. It, uh, and so that's where I say we, we want to build quality in 
at the story level. And so we need to, uh, of course, automate as much as possible. And so that's an important, uh, you know, a critical component of DevOps is automation. You can't do DevOps without automation. Okay. And so it, uh, we want our stories to be small, um, our stories to be uh, testing to be highly automated and, and the testing triangle, want, you want it to look like you have a, a lot of small automated tests and at the top of the triangle is a small amount of, uh, of manual tests, maybe right. that uh, end-to-end test before you release. So basically what, what companies companies' goals are, they should be looking at speed, like you said, the speed of the development instilled in quality versus the old approach or traditional approach of it goes from one area, one unit, one group to another, making this long, <laughs> elaborate chain. Is is DevOps, does DevOps have, you know, like elements or um, things to do in terms of, of building high performance teams? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about here. So, uh, so you know, I, I sort of walked you through at a high level the the quadrants. I haven't talked about the sub quadrants, but we have we have four quadrants. Continuous exploration, continuous integration, continuous deployment, release on demand. Let's make each of those a high performing step. Also, I have to mention that continuous security also has to get built in. It needs to get architect in and continuous exploration. It needs to get uh, uh, coded in at the uh, at the build state and it needs to be uh, verified at the deployment state and it needs to be stabilized at the release state. So. Security is absolutely critical to DevOps as well. And, and actually the, the latest version of DevOps is actually called DevSecOps, development, security, and ops, all three together. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. And so, you know, we just talked about testing uh, a minute ago. And so testing is absolutely built in and critical to DevOps at, at every quadrant, whether it's synthesizing our, our uh, ideas, or developing with, uh, so synthesizing our ideas with BDD, business behavior-driven development, or developing with TDD, test-driven development, or automating our tests, or automating our production testing, or automating our, our continuous monitoring. So uh, continuous testing is, uh, continuous automated testing is vital. Yeah, that, I can see that, that that's key. Yep. So, so now let's move along and talk about Calmer, C-A-L-M-R. So that's that's the Scale Agile Framework uh, interpretation of, uh, of how to implement SAFE. And so number one is, is a culture of shared responsibility. It uh, and, and it's the, the concept of DevOps requires tolerance for failure and rapid recovery and rewards risk-taking. So it uh, uh, we, we don't want to kill the guy that created a defect. Let's Let's have an open, safe environment where if somebody, you know, breaks something, you know, don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, hey, this is broken. Let's uh, let's t- talk about it and get it fixed. And, you know, in a, a safe environment is critical, but uh, but we share the responsibility uh, of the uh, of that code at the team level. It's not a it's not an individual sport. Software development is a team sport and then automation, of course. So we want to. Um, comprehensively automate the pipeline, use a tool chain that help teams release value frequently and focus on uh, automating healthy processes. And so that's uh, that's foundational to, to DevOps. And 
And, you know, when you ask somebody what DevOps is, if they really don't know anything about it, they might just know a little bit of it. They say, oh, that's just automation. Well, no, it's not. That's a component of DevOps, surely, but it's not the only thing. And then probably, well, this is, they're, they're all important, but, but focus on lean practices. Make our work small. Analyze your value stream and eliminate the handoffs. And so identify the bottlenecks to the flow of value. Decrease your batch sizes. Manage your queue length so we can get work through the pipeline quickly. You know, small stories get through the pipeline much quicker than big stories. And then we want to measure everything. We want to set up a telemetry board so that we're, we're measuring uh, throughput, stability, bandwidth. So if anything looks not ideal, then we can address it right away. So measure all steps of the, uh, of the development pipeline. And then we need to architect for releasability and recovery. We need to plan and rehearse for failures. You heard of the, uh, the chaos monkey. That's where Netflix yeah. developed that. That's where they, uh, they randomly put failures into the system and then they sit back and watch and see how long it takes to fix, but it, it, it builds in, um, uh, you know, sort of redundant practices to, to fix a, a, a broken tool chain so that, uh, um, highly recommended to do in your company if you're not already doing it. We also need to build an environment to be able to quickly roll back or fix forward. Fix forward is we're gonna take that, that uh, production defect and fix it in production and then just go forward. So that's, that's a very quick way to fix a defect. Right, exactly. In regards to measurements, uh, in measurement of everything, that's, you talked about the, the health radar. Yeah. Is that a dashboard that shows how the team is continually improve, improving? Yeah, it, it is a, uh, it is a, you can call it a dashboard. It doesn't change real time. It, uh, it's something you want to look at maybe on a quarterly basis and, uh, and do a self-assessment. And that, that requires a, um, you know, an agile coach working with a team, a DevOps expert. And so I'm, I'm kind of not going over that aspect of, of what DevOps is, but, but, uh, an actual DevOps transformation would be taking a look at all the different things I'm going to talk about and create a toolbox and then identify where our greatest gaps are and then pull a tool out of the toolbox. And so that's, uh, uh, that's how we, we utilize this, uh, DevOps health radar. Okay. Okay. Cause I remember hearing you saying that, you know, for the, the health radar, you have continuous exploration. There's yep. a continuous integration and then, you know, continuous deployment and then, then the release of the product. So there's always this continuous cycle mm -hmm. of, of, yep. of measuring, you know, every aspect of the chain. Yep. That's, that's absolutely correct. Okay. Okay. So, so the first step in, uh, in going through this process is let's, let's map our value stream. So what is a value stream? Well, a value stream is. There's two kinds of value streams. You have an operational value stream and a DevOps value stream. The operational value stream is uh, the in-production value stream. And so that's typically uh, starts with an order and ends with cash. So think of a, a, a person walking into a bank and then it uh, you go through every single step and then 30 years later, they've paid off their home loan. And so uh, the operational value stream is all those steps, all those systems, all those people. And, and so then, or, you know, you walk into a hospital with your arm hanging, this is broken. Uh, and then it ends where you paid your medical bill. 
And so all those steps, the different systems, the different people, um, those are steps in the operational value stream. Well, the development value stream are all the people who maintain and develop those systems. And so we want to identify those people based on the identification of the operational value stream and then get them into a development value stream so that they will become the agile release train and handoffs and that the time wasting are are either eliminated or brought down to very low low numbers right so i mean it takes a while for a company to you know kind of transition into um, a value stream type of management approach yep yep yep, yep. And, and, and like you said you know you, you need to have coaches there has to be trainers as well too to to ensure that they understand what business values that are going to happen say for the quarter or for the you know for the teams with safe they they came up with a new principle with safe 5.0 uh principle number 10 is is organize around value so uh, uh from the perspective of a customer what are all the steps to uh to get to the point where i've gotten your cash <laughs> basically <laughs> and so uh, uh and, and and so that's identifying those steps and uh optimizing them making them right. quick and efficient yeah, that's the only way you can go. I mean, it, it's, you know, always continuous improvement in every step. So then with with the, uh, if, if we do that at the development value stream level, you take a look at uh, all the steps to take an idea to, to release and learning. It could be, um, you know, a feature has been uh, defined, then it's designed, and then it's coded, and then it's tested then the, the, pro, the product manager accepts it, and then it's deployed to staging, and then maybe there's a smoke testing, and then it's, uh, uh, there might be some a final stage of UAT, and then it's deployed to production, and then maybe it's smoke tested again. And, and so it, uh, uh, there's final production sign off, and it goes into production. And so all these steps, not atypical from, the, from an idea to release, and so first step is to identify those steps. Uh, the next thing is take a look at process time and lead time. So each one of these steps, we need to estimate how long it takes to get through this step. And so, you know, like if I go backwards, feature definition, it, uh, how long does it take from, for the business to, you know, once they come up with an idea to clarify that definition. And so how long does it take the, the BA to complete the design? How long does it take the coders to to code the software? And so we're talking about estimations at this point, or you can do some some pretty heavy duty measuring, but uh, uh, you need to come up with some estimations. And so that's that's the process time. And then you talk about lead time is uh, that's going to be process time plus wait time to start the next step. So if feature definition is our first step, and then design is our second step. How long does it take for the feature definition plus the waiting for design to start working on it? That's the lead time. And so then design to code uh, plus the waiting in between design and code. That's the that's the uh, the, the lead time. And then right. coding to test. And so it uh, um, what we find out is that uh, um, the um, the lead time is often much much greater than the process time. And so. You know, maybe uh, um, if you deployed a prod, you know, once a week or once a month, you'd have a lot of code waiting. 
you have a lot of code waiting. So the, the coding might only might only take uh, a day, but the lead time to get to test might be, you know, two or three days. And so we're going to identify all these these uh, wasted steps. And so that's the difference between process time and lead time. And uh, uh, we're going to call that the activity ratio. So if uh, uh, so, as an example, if you're uh, if you have zero waste in between your steps, you're going to have an activity ratio of 100 because your your total time, your total process time is going to equal your total lead time. And so that means you have zero waste in between. Nobody has that. It uh, and, and but it's it's not uncommon to have a very activity ratio where where uh, um, the amount of time to do something might be so many hours but the but the lead time is many many more hours so you have a low activity ratio so that's bad and then the next thing we need to measure is complete and accurate and so for each step you have to ask the question how often can the person you're going to hand off this step to can accept this work without changes that's a complete and accurate ratio. So when the business comes up with a definition and they hand it off to the design folks, what percentage of the time does design throw it back to the definition and say, you know, I'm not sure what you're talking about. This doesn't make sense. Or, you know, we have to talk about this. And so that's complete and accurate. And so for every step in that chain, we need to measure the complete and accurate to the next guy handoff. And then we take each, so like if, if the design people hand it off to the coders and it's complete and accurate 70% of the time, it, uh, that means that 30% of the time the coders throw it back to the designers and say, you know, this is, doesn't look right. We need to, we need to fix something. You, you're missing something. I can't code this. And so you take each of those complete and accurates and you multiply them against each other and then multiply times a hundred and you're going to get a, a rolled complete and accurate. And that's typically a pretty low number too, unfortunately. So, and what that tells you is how often does your idea at the very beginning get to the end without, without rework. And, and, and so, um, that can be a very low percentage because, because we're multiplying every one of these, uh, complete and accurates against each other. And so the essence of DevOps is to optimize these two, these two numbers, the activity ratio and the, and the rolled complete and accurate ratio. Okay, good. Okay, so this comes to the end of part one of the DevOps series. Stay tuned for part two. Have a great day. This is Elevate to Success, your host, Lloyd Philip B. with Infinity Bold. For more information on how we can help you with your project management, coaching, as well as mentoring, you can go to my website at www.infinitybolt.com and send me an email. Please share this podcast and also tell a friend about us. Until then, keep it real.